Welcome to Humans of Farcaster, a podcast where we feature the amazing individuals of the Farcaster community. Quick note, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only, so nothing said here can be relied upon as financial or investment advice. Welcome to another episode of Humans of Farcaster. In this episode, I'm speaking with Les Grays, the founder of Gray Studio, and uh, Les is focused on technology and clearly Farcaster, which we'll, we'll get into conversation. Les, so great to have you here. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Very much looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, you know, we were having a little bit of a, a pre-show conversation. I was like, I'm already, I'm already having a great time, and I think that is what Farcaster is all about: is is connecting with individuals that are inspiring, that have their own perspective, that share, you know, their mind and their their energy. And you do that a lot on Farcaster. And as I was doing more research about you, there were just so many amazing one-liners and quotes. Um, from your writing on paragraph.xyz, where you have a blog, uh, to you know, to, to obviously your 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 casts on Farcaster and beyond, it seems that you're a deep thinker. I think this will be a fun episode to learn more about your philosophy. Um, before we do get into those details, I'm curious if you can share what you're up to and what Grace Studio is, and a little bit of the backstory there. Backstory is uh, I'm currently working on Grace Studio founder since December. I became a founder deeply inspired by the people that I interacted with on Farcaster. Um, and they kind of uh, essentially, without them really knowing, kind of guided me on understanding what the, the founder path looked like. Uh, Gray Studio is a, is a fashion technology company that I've been cultivating through a lot of ideas that I've had with my family, my, my entire families uh, within pretty much the fashion industry. Uh, and I had to figure out how to integrate my passion for Web3 and technology somewhere. And the best way I was able to find like that intersection was, uh, I, I kind of describe it fun family fashion. Uh, so I trying to have fun with my family in the space of fashion. And that's kind of where I, I spend a lot of my thinking nowadays. And it's just continuously concentrating on that. It's amazing. I love that you talk about family and the collaborative process with family, which I think is maybe somewhat unique. Like I, I have, you know, spoken with some, you know, brothers that are building together and making software and products and stuff like that. You mentioned that your family is really focused on fashion. Do you mind sharing a little bit more of, of what that has looked like over the years and maybe where that's going with Grace Studio? It's interesting because it's not it's not uh, it's not in the realm of technology really. So my mom is a a, a couture seamstress. She's been in the couture industry for thirty years. My dad is a pattern maker and cutter, just for regular industry apparel. My wife has been in retail management for over ten years, and more recently got into the influencer marketing space. And as I have kind of explored technology, I felt very kind of disconnected from the things that they were doing and that they found passion in. And, um, and so as I started to try to find out where I can intersect things, 
with them and and studying like the the, the marketing space with with uh, within uh, influencer marketing and studying web three and then studying fashion um I got pulled into like that is where I need to be to and interestingly enough like I had a conversation just a couple hours ago with with Chris Carell on this it's like that is I needed to integrate myself in this fashion to be able to be connected to a stream of thought that made me feel like I was having a lot of fun um and that's where I, I'm not sure if that answers your question but uh but but yeah it, it, it was trying to bring all these components together yeah no it totally does I mean clearly from your parents experience the fashion world has seemingly been a really big part of your upbringing. I mean, at least part of probably the dialect that's spoken at home. Is that, is that fair to say? So, so that's the interesting part because I've rejected, like I, I go back to this idea a lot, which is like, I have rejected fashion for 30 years. As a matter of fact, doing, I'm doing, I'm doing a presentation in uh, next week and, and a premise of what, what I'm doing at Farcon is, is like for 30 something years, I have been wrong. And I've been wrong about the fashion space. And the reason I've been wrong about it is because the deeper I go into it, the more I realize that technology and the immersion of technology really came from the fashion industry. Although the word fashion just has been uh, you know, used in different ways over time. But over the last hundred years, we've been adopting this word of fashion uh, to, to the way we mean it today, pretty much. Um, and so, I've been wrong about it for so long. And then as I started to understand it, I realized like, holy shit, I'm so wrong that my parents in front of me were doing this work and I dismissed it for so long. Um, and, and now reconnecting, like me trying to find a connection with my family made me realize those things. And then, you know, now it's like, this is kind of like the generational conversations that I always had, right? It's like, okay, how do I bring my, my, I have two daughters now. How do I bring my, uh, my grandparents' skill set of craft uh, into the next generation of things, and how does that fit into the economy, and how does that fit into my work and stuff like that? So, yeah, we can get into a bunch of di different rabbit holes there. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I absolutely love that, um, and this kind of acceptance of you know, you in your own words, I guess you know, you've been wrong um, is is pretty interesting. What enabled you to kind of turn the corner, so to speak? Like, what, what was this aha moment? Is it a collection of experiences? Is there a moment in time? What did that look like? Oof, you're going to hit deep here. Um, so it, it was understanding my wife's work. So um, so my, my background's finance. I studied finance. Uh, I was in the wealth management space uh, uh, for a bit. And then I left that in 2018 to get into tech and understand tech. And through that process, um, I was, I was, I felt like I was actually being very vain with my wife's work. And, and I was like saying like her work wasn't as good as the work I was doing because it was in fashion. And then I had to like take a step back and say like, okay, like, you know what? There's obviously many people out there doing the work that you're doing. So what is it about that work that has that value and whatever? So I, I, I started exploring the kind of the ad spend marketing like space. And then I just realized like, holy shit, like there's this whole industry out there of, 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 of marketing influencers and, and, and fashion influencers and just retail and just all these people that are really making a living off these things that we do not even understand, including me that I have shunned away very like naively that when you dig deeper into it from an economics perspective, it's like, 
holy shit, there's so much there. Uh, there's so much value. There's so much human creativity. There's so much, so many things that we dismiss. And that's really what like made me turn the corner in terms of saying like, hold on, I got to take a step back and reevaluate a lot of things. And so like the last five years for me have pretty much been like that. A lot of realizations for you personally, it seems. And once again, through your, your family, uh, through those that you yeah. know you, you love and you know live with in this case and so on um, like these close relationships it seems are enabling you to yeah see new or see things in new ways which I think is really nice and uh, and and very much so fundamental for your experience it sounds like you must really care about relationships I guess is my point. Interestingly enough, I, I didn't understand that dynamic that you're mentioning. And, and it's kind of, I think it ties really well into like what we're talking about here, like forecasters and, and humans. I didn't understand that fundamental connection that you're mentioning until I got into the NFT space, which was, which was heavily influenced by Dan um, uh, after I got on to uh, Farcaster. One of the casts that you made was mentioning, you know, how many individuals, like a hundred forecasters that you've met face to face and, and that you've had video calls with more than 50 fellow forecasters. You mentioned that NFTs was part of this catalyst into kind of building out maybe relationships and, and so on in, 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 you know, technology, I guess, for lack of a better word. What, what's your motivation to connect with so many individuals face to face? It seems like there's this, there's this tactile component this physicality that you're exploring with fashion and, and friendship. I've been tugging deep at this physical digital kind of theme for, for some time now. As a matter of fact, there's a theme that I, as I started to get into actually the paragraph uh, uh, blog is called into the web to describe that relationship of digital and physical essentially. What's the motivation to connect, you know, face to face with so many individuals and, and make a, deliberate effort, it seems, um, to, to meet up and to have, you know, over 50 video calls and, and not just, you know, rely on direct casts or casts as your, your source of engagement. Like why have 50 video calls? Why meet up with, you know, a hundred plus forecasters? Man, I, I never, I never thought I was doing it very uh, intentionally, if I'm honest. I, it, it was kind of just, it goes back to the conversation I had with Chris today. It's the stream. It's like, I didn't know that I was really, that's, that's not what I was pursuing. I was pursuing uh, a, a, here you go. This is how I describe it. There's a word that I, that I have used to describe myself for a long time, but I've actually taken it down. On my earlier days on Farcaster, I used to have this in my bio, which is a curiosity strategist. And it's like, it's this ability to constantly expose myself to stream of information. And then as you interact things emerge from that very organically. And so like, for example, the very first meetup, I can't remember when it was, but the very first, I think, Farcaster meetup was like, I think a month or two after I joined the Farcaster network. It was in, I think it was in San Francisco. Um, the CTO at the time, I think the CTO, he was at Afterpay, I think it was. Uh, 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 Greg uh, uh, Akash, I think it is. Hopefully I didn't butcher his name. He put a, he put a dinner together. I literally flew out there and, and my wife and I had this joke of like, oh, you're literally, you're going to be like a forecaster's charity case. Like they're, they're going to, they're going to teach you these things that you have no idea what to do. And so like, it's literally serendipity, like just things emerge. I say, Hey, you know what? I'm getting into technology. 
let me just go do this, see what happens. Okay, do that. And then a hundred plus meetings, like meeting a hundred plus people have been literally from, oh shit, an event's popping up. Can I make it? Hey babe, can we coordinate this? Yes, no. All right. And then just literally go and try to do it. And conversations like Zoom calls, it's been, it's natural. Like I, I don't think I have really pushed the issue of like, I need to meet people. Uh, I need to get people on a call so that I can get something out there. It's co-creation, like almost like at its most organic sense, I feel like. Uh, it's, it's, it's very weird to, to describe at times. Yeah, I, I imagine it is because there's so much packed in there, of course. There's, there's probably a, you know, a great degree of intuition or however you, you define that. Um, and just fundamental interest and exploration and, and that keyword curiosity, of course, which, uh, you know, it sounds like very much so leads, um, how you, you operate in the world. Uh, you know, one of the photos that you shared, um, a cast, uh, you know, had the, had the line, a decentralized fashion house in progress. And it's like a uh, photo of a woman <laughs> preparing, you know, a garment like that's my mom. Oh, okay. Okay. So your mom is preparing this garment and, and, and this is all kind of through Farcaster in many ways, right? I mean, you're getting influence, you're getting ideas, you're getting connections. How much of Farcaster is is a part of this uh, fashion enterprise? I have to, I have to be very cautious because if I ever go out to try to raise money and I say that Farcaster is too big of a part of it, uh, VCs might get uh, uh, scared away. But in that vein, I'm going to say Farcaster is all of it. Um, um, it. It's again, it's inspired by the people I've met. It's uh, um, I, I think a large part of this, and, and, and I think this is a great point in this conversation. It's a large part of this was work that I was already doing, trying to understand the work of my mom, the work of like my family, how fashion operates. What are the things that I could actually bring on chain or onto digital networks? Like, what are these things that I have to understand in order to actually make my products and my ideas actually valuable, right? And then the other part is like, I was working on this already, but there was this catalyst event that was this prop house that was actually caused by Bill. Uh, He told me, like I had already written this. I had already passed it through Chris, like at some point in the past. And I had said, forget, you know what, forget it. I'm just not going to do it right now because I don't know if anyone would fund a fashion idea. And then I had a conversation with Bill Bill's like, man, you should just do it. And so as you can see, like conversations with people in Farcaster, people responding to things in Farcaster, ideas like the, the, the world builder jacket is an idea that I actually learned. Like world building is an idea that I learned from people in Farcaster. It, it, this whole thing is like, is a, I'm just going to say it as a joke, but whatever. It's a gimmick essentially of a meme of us co-creating these ideas without anyone really knowing it's co-creating but it is because you're participating in this world it's almost like the truman show essentially like we're all kind of co-creating this thing together and it only emerges in this jacket right and so but all this would not have been possible if i don't think that prop house would have been voted in uh as 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 part of like one of the winning uh uh props because that alone like that money that i got from there did not fund this project because i was already doing it what it funded is the idea and the support that and i that this idea was actually something that people might want and so that actually like from that moment that that prop house got passed through to now is when the the jacket like literally 
I think a week before that, I was like looking at fabrics, not because I was going to build a jacket, but because I was like, okay, well, I have to shop for fabrics anyways. This is what I would do to build a, a jacket. Let me go out and do this. And then a week later, the prop passes. And it's like, holy shit, this is real. Okay, so Forecaster wants this. Hey, mom, here's what we're going to build. Can you build it? Yes. A month later, we have three jackets and I'm going to go present in a week from now with those three jackets that went from digital idea co-creation with people in Farcaster voted on by more than a hundred people in terms of color. And now we have a physical asset in a matter of a month, you know, like it's, it, there, there's so many ideas to play here that I think emerge from what I have experienced inside of Farcaster as a, as a protocol, as a community, as a, like just a, a whole like engagement process. I'm so inspired listening to you share this story. I mean, literally getting goosebumps um, because it's just so fresh, you know, it's so, it's so nice to hear that there are, you know, protocols and platforms and so on that can enable this type of dynamic uh, to begin with. And this kind of ownership and this funding mechanism, like, it's it's it really is an ecosystem and i think that is what's so fascinating about your story and the world builder jacket um maybe for those that aren't familiar can you share what the world builder jacket is and like what what you're looking to do with it and so on i have been once again like slow crypto for example uh he he's a uh menswear designer for fila um and him and I have been talking for quite some time and just throwing, he's been helping me tremendously understand, um, you know, what the fashion space, how the design process kind of rolls out. So like him and I have talked about like jackets and clothing and, and I had pitched an idea to him a while back. I'm like, man, I would love to turn my military jacket into just, Hey, let, like, I just want to build a jacket. And that kind of emerged like into different ideas. And like I said, I had like started to sit on this idea of world building and I'm like, man, I, I want to go out into the world and wear my jacket knowing that I'm influenced by a community, a digital community. And I want that to emerge into the physical space. Like what, what, like when I go out, I want to wear my jacket and know like, Hey, you know what? A talking piece. Right. And those are the things that I've also had to learn and, and adapt in terms of fashion as a, as, as just a, a, a mental kind of new landscape for, for thinking. And so the world builder jacket is essentially that we are all world builders. Like, you literally step out into the world, you build your world however you want it. And, and it's a reminder that you have that option every single time, you know? And so it's been inspired once again, through conversations, bias is a huge uh, component of a lot of my design thinking. Uh, him and I talk often just free flow, somebody else on Farcaster. Uh, and it's like an emergence of like, we literally world build all the time. And it's how do we actually activate our minds in that, kind of landscape of like when we go out there we want to world build we want to develop this app we want to develop uh this new feature into the app whatever it is we're always constantly creating um so like, like that's the essence of the jacket um at the moment i personally am starting to play with the idea to convert this whole thing into a collection uh and so we'll see how that kind of goes <laughs> yeah well there's so much momentum in it just you know, with the, the, what you said, I think you have two jackets right now that have been built. So there's three versions of the jacket. There's already so much momentum with it because there's a lot of already, there's a lot of meaning already attached because of the process itself. When, mm -hmm. you know, you, you put on the jacket, there, there's, there's so much momentum in it. 
uh, it's very easy to talk about, I imagine, because it's full of stories. It's not just like a print on the inside of a coat or a jacket that like looks cool and makes you feel cool because you know there's this print and no one else does. It's like you're walking around with the Farcaster social dynamic and creation process in addition to funding. I mean, that must be kind of a cool experience. Like, do you walk, do you find yourself walking differently or do you find yourself in a different state when you're wearing these, these jackets as you're building them? What's that like? Oh man, you hit on so many, like that, that's so, yeah, that's so spot on. I was talking about this today. It's like, I wore the jacket as it was being iterated on just the same way. Like a lot of these developers talk about like, oh yeah, you just got to build in public. Hey, just ship. Okay, cool. What does that look like in the physical economy? Like what is, and, and in my case, fashion. Okay, I got a half-built jacket that my mom brought over to my house. Doesn't have any sleeves or has one sleeve, but not the other. And I wear it. I, I put it on and I'm like, okay, what does clothes, how does clothes fit as you wear it? And like, I'm constantly experimenting. So there's unquestionably a ton of like, ha- there's been, there's so much value in this in so many different dimensions. Number one, it has brought me insanely closer to my family because I'm literally interacting in their, in their space. Like they're consulting me essentially on the things that I have rejected for a long part of my life. That's one. Another one is, you know, uh, the, the, the society, the, the social and the uh, creative elements that I have learned from the interactions that I've had on Farcaster and, and people in there. Um, and then me actually going through this experience on a personal level, like learning fashion as I have through literally being involved in the processes that are uh, pattern making, pattern cutting, fabric shopping, uh, marketing decisions, like learning all those landscapes. Like I can talk about this for ages at this point. Um, it, so like here, it makes me very happy to hear you say like there's stories behind it because you can see it. And I'm like, yes, it, it's coming out somehow, some way. And that just makes me excited. So I appreciate like, it makes me happy to hear you say that. Yeah. Well, and your point that you can talk about this, you know, for as long as you you want, right? Because it's not actually just talking about an article of clothing. It's talking about a community. Yeah. And, you know, obviously there's brands out there and, you know, one can go buy a brand and it's like a cool brand and, you know, kind of rep that brand. And the real community of that is just like a regard for, let's say if it's like athletic apparel, uh, what those athletes stand for or something. This is uh, more connective, I think, because the process has been built through and by and with and for the community. So I imagine it, it has more of like this kernel type of experience when when wearing it as opposed to like, oh, I just, I bought that. Honestly, that's the hope, right? And I think, I think anyone that gets into uh, a creative element that is like, uh, that has an output, a product output uh, um, uh, for consumption hopes for that to be number one transmitted in some way number two like for people to actually you know put put money where their mouth is and actually go buy it right that part is what i'm hoping comes through that the 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 thing that comes right after that is like how, how do people for themselves answer the question like why would i buy this shit like why why would i buy it right like there's memes that I have been tying to the jacket and Dan actually recasted this one. Like he's the only person I think that recasted it or liked it. Uh, but it was a big, big button that a while back 
uh, on the desktop they they shipped, and everyone gave the Farcaster team hell for it. And it was like one of the funniest memes before the Kiwi meme. I think it was one of the funniest memes that existed on Farcaster. And and it was like someone had posted a picture of like all the planets like next to each other, and then you see this huge purple button. So it was like it was like early cultural development, and like all these things that can be built into the jacket, but they won't be realized by someone by just looking at it, right? So like there has to be some context to it. There has to be a reason why they say like in the end, like I'm gonna buy this. Why? And so I'm hoping to answer some of those questions over the coming weeks, like to to make it more. Uh, more noticeable, I guess, for, for people to make their, their own decisions, right? Like, I've, I'm definitely not trying to sell hype. <laughs> so I just, I just want to make sure that, that that's the part of me that never comes out. Learning kind of more about you via your blog at paragraph.xyz, which, you know, Colin was, was the first guest here on, on Humans of Farcast or had a great conversation. So if you haven't, haven't listened to that episode, definitely give it a, a listen. So anyways, your blog is, is there and you write... Um, what may be called like short stories, explorations, uh, philosophical kind of pieces and, and so on. And there's this one quote that I think is uh, pretty interesting. And it's, I quote, it doesn't matter if people understood or not, he was creating, expressing himself in the most unconventional manner. Um, why does creating matter so much to you? Like what, why are you why are you doing this fundamentally? Obviously, we talked a lot about you know the, the community dynamic, your family dynamic. I mean, you know, maybe it's a, an absurd question to ask. I just kind of wonder, like, what does creating do for you? It definitely does a lot. Like the first thing that comes to my mind is really like, have I really even created? I think over the last like uh, three or four years, I have started to finally develop or I guess create. A, some sort of like a, a worldview that I think has been fairly cohesive uh, and fairly like, I guess maybe I'll call it beneficial for myself. Uh, and I have seen things materialize from those things uh, in ways that I, I, I guess I wouldn't have imagined before. I've seen a lot of benefit come from that, not just for me, but like for my family and for people around me as well. The process of creating is, is the positive sum game that has to be played if you want an optimistic outcome in the future. If you're not trying to create, uh, it's not that you're taking away from what other people are doing uh, or, or, or playing the non-positive sum game. Maybe it's more so like if I'm not creating... I'm not contributing. My writing has been my creative uh, exit. And I feel like that is finally starting to emerge in a, in a more business and communal sense. And I have had just an insane amount of fun, like just learning from people, understanding what digital networks can provide, uh, which are very much against what I had believed in the past. And just like trying to, I guess, create a new perspective for myself. And I've seen that be so beneficial that I want to just keep creating a new positive, some optimistic future. Absolutely beautiful. Seriously, some great thoughts and I think well put and well said. And one thing I appreciate about what you've just described is just the positive take on it. It's an energizer. Like when you're talking about this, it's inspiring, it's energizing. And it seems to me that you have this perspective of, hey, this is possible. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know how it's going to be. 
it is possible. And that comes back to this kind of world builder mentality, I think, that you um, really expressed uh, really well earlier on in the conversation. I mean, even you going on this flight to go to a Farcaster meetup in San Francisco, it's kind of like, wait, what? That That's like a pretty big commitment. And you didn't know that this was going to turn into a world builder jacket and getting, you know, some funding and in involving, you know, your family to this extent. Um, yeah, that going towards action, it seems there needs to be some positivity associated uh, with it and being open to not knowing what's going to happen next. I, yeah, I don't think I could say anything better than that. <laughs> well, um, one, one question we can wrap up with this um, just to, you know, get back to, to Farcaster and, and, and man, there's so many stories you've shared already um, as to why this, this community that is Farcaster is, is perhaps extraordinary, um, which I think many of us do think. It's like, why Farcaster? Why is this happening on Farcaster? Uh, why, why, why here and not elsewhere? What do you think? I have actually like documented on my timeline, like every time I have felt cultural shifts in Farcaster. Um, I I think, and I've written about this, I, I don't know how much of it is public or not, but I genuinely think that the values that the team has placed on themselves, not, not on their product, just like the way they conduct themselves, the way I have experienced them through communications, the way I have experienced them through, um, uh, through their product, through how they've interacted with other people. I mean, I've met them in person at, the, at this stage. Um, I think the way they hold their view of the world is a very positive, some optimistic perspective uh, where it's like, Hey, you know what? We're just going to do our best. We're going to do what, what we think is right. And we understand we're not going to always get it right. I think that comes out in their product. And I think that comes out in their decisions. I think that comes out in, in the way they try to do things. Uh, and when you approach, I think when you approach product development in that fashion, there's not much you like the product inherits that value. Then you, that value little by little just emerges out through the community. And since day one, I would say that what I have experienced as a human to human element uh, with people in Farcaster has just been like, Hey, this is conversation. Um, um, there's only, there's only one other place that I'm now seeing that emerge and that's an air chat. Uh, but I would say the first place that I have experienced the level of community, and especially from a digital perspective has been on Farcaster just because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a product that's developed with humans in mind. Um, and, and I think that shows. And so like, it's, it's, it's hard to replicate that because it doesn't scale and everyone's trying scaling. I resonate with that. And yeah, well, this will be a wrap for, for this episode of, of Humans of Farcaster. Les Grays at LES on Farcaster, founder of Gray Studio and building the world builder jackets alongside the community. Um, just an epic social experience that you've outlined and that you're moving forward with and one that involves family, which is such a cool addition, of course. Just uh, really appreciate your, your perspective and thanks for being on the, on the show. Thanks for, uh, thanks for allowing this human to be on here. Thank you so much for listening. This was a ton of fun. And be sure to check out farcasterhumans.com. That's where, you know, there'll be updates and possibly a newsletter, maybe powered by paragraph.xyz. We will see. 
And uh, yeah, here's the next episode. I've committed to five episodes, most likely on a bi-weekly cadence, depending upon how much support this gets and interest and so on. Um, so yeah, much appreciate your feedback and, uh, and see you on Farcaster. Farcaster.